This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time? Is this the very start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive into this episode with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we strongly recommend that you scroll up to the start and hit episode one. If you're feeling brave and just want to dive in, then of course, don't let us stop you. Here at JSI, we unpack all the jargon and the confusing bits, hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating and we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Uh, Great to be with you. We are coming towards the end of the year, but the content does not stop and you start every episode with the reminder that the feed is designed to go from the very beginning and for people to go back. But if people have stuck with us and they're just new to get started investing, this is a good one to start with. Because all over the world, from the US to Australia and everywhere in between, uh, there's one goal that unites young people, the dream of home ownership. (laughs) Fair call. (laughs) And more and more, that dream is feeling out of reach. And we've got some numbers to talk to in a second. But the good news is there are ways to invest in property without buying a house. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes, and not just residential property, uh, although that is the dream that unites that us all. That is the dream, yeah. Not, don't know too many of our mates. Keep those offices over yeah, there. <laughs> who have much of a dream of owning uh, rural commercial warehouses. But uh, hey, if you had, you would have done pretty well given what's going on with warehouses at the moment. But let's um, let's get stuck in. You did say, Ren, that we are getting to the end of the year. We've only got a couple of episodes left before Ren and I take a bit of a recording break, but we've got an awesome series coming up over summer. Uh, it's our summer series with, uh, with Superhero, and uh, we're going to be hearing the stories of uh, many members from the Get Started Investing community covering some really big, important questions, major mistakes, lessons, you name it. So uh, it's going to be there for you while you're also taking a break and uh, putting the feet up over the Christmas period. So make sure you tune in. Yeah, can't wait. We've spoken to some of the members of the Equitymates community and some Finfluencers as well, some names you're probably familiar with. Uh, So that should be a great series. But 
before we get to summer, Bryce, uh, we always do like to squeeze as many things into the year as possible. And we there's do. one more thing that we should remind everyone of uh, quickly before we get into the episode. That's it. The Equity Mates Awards for 2021, the inaugural awards, are not far from um, f- from finishing. Uh, the in- finalists have been announced across uh, on our Instagram. Go and check it out. And but Facebook. We're, and Facebook. Um but we're looking to uh, recognise and reward some of the platforms and people that have contributed enormously to the uh, Equity Mates community and retail investors. And we're looking for you to vote for your favourite uh, expert investor that we've had on uh, one of the shows across the network. We're looking for product of the year, platform of the year, sorry, ETF of the year, community member of the year, and also business leader of the year. So uh, your vote does count. The form will be in the show notes, but also you can check it out on our Facebook page, on the discussion group and Instagram. Instagram bio, you You know, wherever. Wherever you normally find links. So please do go and um, vote. The voting closes on Thursday and we'll be then uh, having a bit of an awards ceremony at Equity Mates HQ next week. Bryce is designing that. I'm a little bit apprehensive about how it's all going to run, but (laughs) he assures me it's going to be good. But before then... We're here to talk houses and uh, property investing. And let's start with this year because it has been a crazy year around the world for housing. Wherever you're based, you've probably heard local news about house prices. But rest assured, this is a global phenomenon that we're witnessing. So leading the pack, I think, is New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Between July 2020 and July 2021, 31% increase in the average house price. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I was expecting more of a reaction from you. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> 31%. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all relative as well, though, to, in my – like 31% great markets also sit similar. Like assets are just going nuts. And we've spoken about true, this before. True. Like it's yeah. just – Across the board, everything's going crazy. And yeah. unfortunately, for those looking to get into the housing market, these numbers aren't going to be very – uh, news aren't going to be nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, if that number didn't surprise you, the, ne- the, the rest won't. So I'll go through them quickly. Uh, the next highest uh, in the countries that I looked at was Australia between September 2020 and September 2021, 20.3% average increase. Uh, but Sydney led the charge 28.9% average increase. Uh, America, not far behind between August 2020 and August 2021, 19.9% average. But some of the uh, some of the sub-markets, like some of the regional areas in America are just so hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like Silicon Valley money spreading across the world because they can work from home. That's an overly simplistic explanation, I am aware. But um, And then even in the UK, not as much, but between August 2020 and August 2021, uh, 10.6% increase. Again, like that's more than the stock market averages in a year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am looking at the S&P 500 because some of those numbers there were March 2020 to March 2021. And, uh, no, no, no. They what, weren't. what were they? Well, there was one there, wasn't it? Oh, July 2020 to July 2021. Let's have a quick squiz on that. Because, yeah, I the reason that I jumped in there was if you were going to do the March 2020 to March 2021. 70%. I know the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're looking at, yeah, 35% for the S&P 500 for that period of time. So Not bad. Yeah. This episode is not going to devolve into a, a <laughs> investing in the stock market v investing no, in no, property no, discussion. No, no, no. This is just you can invest in both. Cash 0.01. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, gold, probably flat. Um, but look, that, so that's a this year phenomenon. Mm. We're, we're living in a world of low interest rates, of money printing around the world and uh, house prices going crazy. But longer term, housing has been an incredibly strong investment. And I, I've only pulled numbers from Australia here. It does actually differ uh, around the world. But in Australia, last 25 years, 10.1%. Mm, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people want to get into property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even with prices so high, property remains attractive for two reasons. The two reasons that we invest. Capital growth. Yeah. And getting a bit of an income stream. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, so if you look at the options based on their risk profile to getting paid an income, you know, they pay you more than bonds and they're less risky than stocks. Property is. And then capital appreciation, what everything we've just been speaking about, the, the price just keeps going up. Yeah. So the, t- the two ways you make money is investing. You can sell it for more later and it pays you while you own it. Property ticks both boxes. Yeah, if you're investing. Home ownership, you're not getting a yield. I think a lot of people, you know, um, you're relying on that capital appreciation. And so what, what we mean there is like if you're living in it, no one's paying you rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not actually going to see a return on that until you sell it, hopefully. Mm. And if, you, yeah, if you're getting 10% over 25 years, yeah, yeah you're going to get the capital growth when you go to sell. But there's no – it's not like stocks where you can buy it and start getting that dividend straight away. Um, but yeah, if you're in investing in property, then that nice yield coming through from uh, people renting Tenants, it or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. And I think the other thing to note here is that governments around the world have incentives to keep property growing. Mm. It, unlike stocks, where the majority of people don't, the majority of voters, important qualification, have like this emotional and deep seated connection with their housing. Mm. Scott Morrison doesn't think if the stock market falls 15%, I'm going to lose the election. Yeah. But he very well could think if the housing market falls 15%, I might lose the election. Yeah. And that, that creates an incentive structure and we see it in the plethora of programs to support housing. And I think what New Zealand have done where they've said housing's too hot and we need to slow it down is impressive in its political bravery, mm. not for anything else. That's classic New Zealand. Yeah, they're good at that, leading the way. So, look, there are ways in which we as retail investors can get access to property without having to buy a house and we're going to go through four of those ways now. Just to um, name them, we've got listed options on the stock market. So, we've got REITs, uh, real estate investment trusts and ETFs. There are a couple of unlisted options that you can do uh, as well as a bunch of new apps and platforms that are coming to the market. Um, And then there is another way that you can jump in through the sort of bricks and mortar, uh, sorry, the picks and shovels way. um, And that is also through the stock market as well, investing in companies that are exposed to the housing market. So, Ren, let's start with REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts and ETFs, Yeah, the so, listed option. So, the great thing about the stock market is you can invest in more than stocks. You can invest in a variety of asset classes, including property. So, according to a list we found, there are 80 uh, investment options listed on the ASX that are in the real estate industry. 30 of them are in the management or the development of real estate, not owning real estate per se, and then 50 of them are listed as real estate investment trusts. And a real estate investment trust is basically a company 
that owns property and you can invest in that company. And they, similar to an individual person who buys a house as an investment, a real estate investment trust has billions of dollars of property as an investment and they make money as that property gets revalued higher and higher. And they also make money from tenants, from you know companies who are leasing offices from them or warehouses or um, you know any any type of property you can think of. So there are 50 REITs listed on the ASX. That's heaps. That is heaps, so, yeah. so many to choose from. And they cover a variety of different parts of the market. You know, you'll get like industrial, you'll get office, you'll get a, a mixture. One thing that you don't get, and I think there's an opportunity there for someone to fill that gap, is a pure play residential housing REIT. Yeah, so let's make this clear. All of the REITs that we're talking about all involve, as you said, different types of property, commercial, industrial, warehousing, you name it. But there's nothing that if you're sitting back going, I just want access to the hot market of of housing, residential housing here in Australia, there is nothing that you can invest in through the stock market that will give you that access. Yeah. Yeah. So to give you an idea of what you can access through the stock market, we've pulled out the top five rates in terms of market cap. So these are just the biggest. No... This is not us saying they're the best in any way. They're purely the biggest. So the biggest in Australia is Goodman Group. They have over $50 billion in property that they own, 3.4 million square metres, uh, and they they own property in Australia, New Zealand, Asia, the UK, Europe, most of the world. Maybe even the US now as well. But um, yeah, so they're, they're massive. So if you, if you just want to invest in property globally – there are options like Goodman on the ASX. The next biggest one is Centre Group, uh, which a lot of people will be very familiar with but may not know the name. Centre Group own all the Westfield shopping centres across Australia and New Zealand. So if you've ever shopped at a Westfield, that shop that you shopped at was paying rent to Centre Group. Mm. And you could invest in Centre Group and um, you know be a shareholder and benefit from that rent payment. Uh, what about some of the other big ones? Centre got absolutely slammed during COVID, as you can imagine, yeah. with um, the impact on people going to shopping malls. Some of the others, so Stockland Corporation, so they have shopping centres, housing estates, industrial real estate, retirement housing even, and they have a pretty diversified real estate investment trust. So again, it's not just an investment in one type of real estate, they span a whole bunch. One that you may have seen in some of the big capital cities as you drive around and see all the big skyscrapers being built is Mervat Group. They not only have uh, investments in and own property in residential retail office and the like, but they also uh, design and develop and manage a whole bunch of real estate. So they're a true end-to-end real estate play. So yeah, they're they're massive. I think the important thing to stress, because with both Stockland and Mervac, you mentioned that they have some residential and Mervac, we all know for those big apartment buildings. Yeah. So that you, that you can get exposure to the residential housing market. There's no pure play, no. just residential. The last one to round out the top five is Dexas. Uh, we interviewed the Dexas CEO earlier this year on the Equity Mates podcast, so you can go and listen to that uh, episode. Uh, but they're a they've got about thirty two billion dollars in office and industrial real estate. Uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of options to choose from. 
They're the real estate investment trusts, and basically they're a company that own property, and you can invest in that, that company. There are also ETFs. So there's a number of ETFs that exist in the market that um, essentially buy property, but the way that they do it is that they buy the real estate investment trusts. Yeah. So the ETF will buy a bit of Goodman Group, a bit of Centre Group, a bit of Dexas, a bit of yeah. a number of the other REITs. And then you'll get, uh, I guess, like a, the, the average of them all, the, the market-weighted average of them all. A classic example is VAP, I'm pretty sure, the yeah. Vanguard Australian Property Securities Index or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly that, has a bit of everything. To not just be Vanguard-centred, VanEck have one, um, MVA, uh, but there's so many out there. There's, you know, State Street have a listed property one that just takes the ASX 200. Yeah, there's so many out there. So you can do some Googling if you want to see your options. But basically the way to conceptualize it is that REITs are the companies that directly own property and then ETFs sit above them and they own a number of different REITs. And both of those you can invest in directly through the share market. So that's option one. If I, if I can't afford a house yet, but I want to get exposure to the property market, I can do it through the share market. Hit me with option two, Bryce. Option two is your unlisted approach through managed funds. Just like you can invest in the stock market through a listed way, you can give your money to a, a managed a fund manager who is investing uh, on behalf of, uh, of their investors uh, in, in the property market. It's not done through the stock market. You go off market, find a fund manager that you think is an expert in investing in property, and then they'll use your money to go and invest in a bunch of listed unlisted property. Yeah. Now I think this is more, this is basically just a tick and flick exercise for us because the thing with unlisted funds is they generally have quite high minimums, mm. like a minimum investment of 50 grand or a hundred grand. Mm. If you have 50 grand or a hundred grand to invest as a minimum, um, you, you're probably well on the way to actually getting on the housing ladder yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, the, only, the only thing I want to mention here is we mentioned with listed funds, there's no pure play Australian residential fund. There is an unlisted fund or two unlisted funds I could find that are pure play Australian residential. Crescent Finance, never heard of them before, but they have a Crescent Growth Fund and a Crescent Income Fund, both of which are purely focused on residential property. Just wanted to mention that, but I think unlisted for me is not really the route I'd be going down if I wanted to get exposure to property just because, one, the paperwork, we hate paperwork here, mm. and two, the incredibly high minimums and in minimum investments kind of negate the whole point of what we're trying to do here. But as you said, uh, if we're talking about how you can do it, that is an option if it's right for you. Before we close out uh, the other two, which is all the apps and uh, that are starting to come to the market. Yeah, the, the next two are the exciting two. And, um, and then closing out with the picks and shovels, the companies that are exposed to the housing market. We're just going to take a very quick break to hear from our sponsors. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As with brokers, Ren, and access to the stock market, there's now more and more apps coming to property market, giving people more of an opportunity to access residential property without having to throw down a 20% deposit. That's right. That's right. There's some pretty cool uh, functionality coming to the market. So let's go chronologically. The first one, the one, the earliest one I'd never heard of before. I'm interested. Have, have you ever heard of Domacom? No, no. Yeah. So this, I think, was the first one established in 2011. And it it is a crowdfunding model where um, investors are able to buy a, like a fractional share of a residential property. So, you know, um, the, I think the way it works is Domacom buys it. You know, they buy, what's your address? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they buy a house and then um, you can buy a fraction of that. And then, you know, you get a fraction of the rental income. And if it gets sold later, you get a fraction of that. That's essentially, the, that was the first one, Domacom. I actually hadn't heard of them, uh, but established in 2011, still kicking around. Then one that I had heard of uh, was started in 2014, BrickX. Yeah. Have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah. They've been around for a while. Yeah. So they use a similar uh, crowdfunding model. They term themselves a stock exchange for mm. residential real estate investments. And basically, you it's a minimum of $250 worth of bricks or units in a property trust, but you can buy and sell um, units in that trust and I guess get exposure to the property market or get exposure to particular properties um, from as little as 250 bucks. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the, the advantage with that one was the ability to sell in and out without having to sell the house. Okay. Was there kind of, um, at the time, I'm sure a lot of the other platforms now also give that ability, but at the time that was their, one of their whole things. Yeah. We should be very clear that we don't use any of these no. platforms, no, um, no, no. but we wanted to do an episode to talk about them, but our knowledge is limited to really what we're talking about. So uh, if you want to actually compare BrickX and Domacom and say, what are the differences between the two options, do your own research. The, the last option that takes a bit of a different approach to the crowdfunding model is Proppy. Yeah. Had you heard of them? Uh, no. So uh, the first I heard of them was for our Equity Mates Awards. Mm. Um, they got nominated a couple of times um, in terms of platform of the year. So basically they are a, I guess you would say a marketplace that brings together people that are interested in buying a property together. Yeah. So rather than BrickX and Domacom where the actual investment and the owning is centralized on the platform, Proppy just is a place where people meet and then they go and buy a house together by yeah, the looks of it. So Bryce goes on and says, I'm looking to buy 50% of a house in Folklues. That's probably where you're going to end up living one day. <laughs> and then I go on and say, you know, I, I see Bryce's, he's put that up and I say, well, yeah, I want to put the other 50% in and then together we go and buy the house. Mm. So pretty cool model. 
Yeah. Requires a bit of trust. Personally, it's probably the one that I would lean towards and I'm not saying that this is a, a recommendation of any sorts but um, you ha- you own the underlying asset at the end of the day with that one. Yeah, for me it's just like how do you decide who gets to live in the house or is, yeah. it, well, I mean, is it just you have to rent it out? Well, I guess you just agree yeah. between the two of you but yeah. it's like... You'd want to make sure whoever you get... you. The, the trust element is massive with that with this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like you don't all of a sudden someone could turn around and be like, I want to sell and you're like, I don't want to sell. Yeah. How yeah, do you yeah. work that out? Yeah. And if so, I like my example was 50 50, but I guess if you had said, I want to buy 70% and I want someone else to buy 30%, I guess you as the 70%, you just have majority say. Is yeah. That, I don't know. Yeah. And the other things with the BrickX and Co. And again, don't know t- too much about it, but I questioned the quality of the properties on the platform because if they're go- are they are, are they going out and bidding bidding up as crazily as someone who's desperate for these properties do you know what i mean like mm. how good are the properties that you're getting that these platforms are buying and um do your own research i have no idea <laughs> an answer to that question but these are the things i would think through yeah. it's easy to look at it from a high level and say oh this is awesome i can buy a brick in a house mm. for 250 bucks but is is it the best place you can put that 250 bucks yeah Yeah. now if you're listening in the u.s uh some of the names to look for are companies like fundrise realty mogul and uh peer straight so similar functionality like wherever you're listening um around the world there will be similar crowdfunding Mm. platforms for property that are emerging two big watch outs for me when it comes to these apps because i i love the innovation i think the innovation is great but two big watch outs first of all fees we hate fees here at Equity Mates, and the fees can be quite high. I don't want to pick on them, but it's the only data that I pulled, so I'm going to pick on them. Uh, BrickX charged 3.15% and then have property management fees on top of that. Now, that's a lot higher than the share market, but I think to be fair to these apps, you've got to compare apples to apples, mm. and you've got to compare investing in these property crowdfunding platforms with investing in property itself yeah. because there's a lot of fees and charges and taxes and costs that come with investing in property. The first watch out for me is fees. Yeah. Second one is liquidity because a lot of these apps are really taking what's worked well in the share market, these sort of micro-investing, easy-to-use, accessibility-focused apps and then they're applying them to property but the share market is incredibly liquid. There's millions and billions of dollars and shares cha- changing hands every day and it's easy to find a buyer or a seller. Property is quite illiquid. It's slower to sell and it's harder to find a buyer and sometimes you don't find a buyer. Um, and so, Not in this market. Not in this market, <laughs> no, that is true, that is true. Um, the, just when you're looking at your different options on these apps, just understand how easy it is to get out. Yeah, agreed. And I think that's changing with them, um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. You don't want to go in there and find that you're you're in until the app decides to sell that um, that house. Yeah, so, and to be fair, I think one of them, I think Datacom has like a liquidity um, function to like help add liquidity to the market. But at the end of the day, like it's all additional mechanisms they're trying to build because the underlying asset isn't as liquid as the stock market. Mm. So that's just a watch out for me. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's um, close out by having a chat about the companies, Ren, that you can invest in 
through the stock market, back to the stock market, closing out with that. Companies that you can invest in that don't own or buy real estate, but are exposed to the housing market and obviously will benefit from the rising tides of house prices and building and development and everything that goes in with it. So here in Australia, two that come to mind, REA Group and Domain or realestate.com, one of the most recognisable online brands and uh, a crazy stat, 145 million visits in the month of October to REA Group, yeah. uh, realestate.com as everyone was it Just to be clear, it's .com.au. Realestate.com.au. I've yeah. just checked what realestate.com is. Nothing. Like doesn't go to a website. Surely someone's trying to buy that. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> well, how we have discussed these two companies and if you're in the US, you're thinking Zillow or... I think Open Door or Realtor. There's a there's a few over there. They're toll roads for the modern property market. If you want to buy or sell a house, you're using these. Uh, you're using these platforms. Yeah. They clip the ticket on almost every transaction because you need to list on these platforms. And importantly, as house prices go up, their ability to charge more goes up because. The uh, like as a percentage of your expected return, their fees are smaller, so mm. they can increase their fees. Mm. And really, you're not going to sell a house in Australia if you don't list on these platforms, or at least on REA on yeah. realestate.com.au. So for us, that's like a business that is essential to the market and can benefit from the market going up. So that's another way to get exposure to the market. Yeah, and if you are interested in hearing more about REA Group, we fortunate enough to be able to speak with the CEO, uh, Owen Wilson, and he will be part of our summer series over on Equity Mates Investing Podcast. So make sure you go and check that out. We do a bit of a deep dive on the housing property market here in Australia and REA Group. Uh, so Ren, to close out, uh, it's a good point to mention that there is a big difference between investing through the means that we've just spoken about and obviously taking a mortgage and doing it yourself and that is the power of power of leverage. Yeah. Buying a house is seen as this like big personal finance win and it is. It's, it's really impressive. But a big reason that it sets you up financially is because it's the only asset that the banks will allow you to borrow 80 to 90% of the value of to buy. Mm. And then you get a whole bunch of tax advantages from having a mortgage and, and all of that stuff. Any of these options that we've spoken about today, you're not borrowing nine times what you're putting in to buy more. Yeah. So like that, that's just the only thing. You don't get that, you don't get that leveraged return that you do in property. But you can in the stock market take out some leverage uh, if you want to. And there are many means to do that. And that's we'll, a whole other yeah, conversation. We'll leave, we'll leave that for now. But Ren, that brings us to the end of our episode. It's... um. Certainly, as you said at the top, a dream for a lot of us to get into the housing market. And uh, if you are feeling a little uh, overwhelmed and left out, I hope that we've been able to demonstrate that there are other ways that you can uh, tap into not only the residential market, but plenty of other property options, both here in Australia and around the world. So we'll leave it there. Uh, We're coming next week with our final episode for the year um, before we go into our summer series through the end of Jan. And uh, we're closing out with another community member interview with one of our, one of our new employees here at Equimates, Darcy. So we'll pick it up next next week. Uh, otherwise, have a good week, and Ren will um, talk talk next week. Sounds good. Get started investing is a product of Equity Mates Media. 
All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save 